Welcome to In The Zone. I'm Chris Broussard, and this week we have a special guest, LeVar Ball. It's great to have Chris, you here, man. Chris, I'm glad to be here, man. I appreciate it very much. Nah, I'm really excited about having you here. Your son, especially Lonzo, obviously, uh, is a terrific player, so we'll get into all Thank that. You. When I first met you was just last week at the UCLA Washington game. Yes. And I came up and introduced myself to you. You were like, I, I know who you are. Right, right. I'm putting together a list. So t- tell me about list, that list. I got the list, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> You'll figure out when you're on it when I get to talking to you. You said and, I'm and, on the list. And, and here's the thing. Uh, when you say something negative, my ears stand up. But I understand your job, and I understand my job. And I'm not like, oh, I don't like this guy. I don't like that guy. But if you know if anybody says anything negative, you're going to – respond in a different way where you just get touched. But it's not about that. Yeah. And, you know, and even even shaking and talking to you, it's it's sometimes people go into things with a preconserved notion already. And when you hear certain people and you get to talk to them for a while, then it kind of changes, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people, you got to go on the outside on the first take of how you see something, you already judgment like, oh, he out there. Until you find out that's really how I am. Yep. <laughs> and like, like I was telling people, you say I'm talking all about my son. I've been talking about my son since he's been a baby. I go to parties and be like, man, you want to play against the best 10-year-old in the world? He in the backyard. <laughs> people laugh like, no, he's not. No, for real, he is. <laughs> and now that you catch my boys doing all this stuff on tape and on film, now it's like, oh, he bragging. But even that's back, back in the days when, when I was, well, I had five, it's five boys and two girls in our family. Now, when you grow up in the hood and, and your dad's from South Central, from LA, South, South Central, Central LA. Okay. you know, uh, that don't really give me no credibility or nothing like that. You are wherever you're from, if you turn into somebody, then it's big time. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. if you talk about any hoods, that's where all your alpha dogs come from. But let's say this when, when my dad would have his friends come over and he would say, oh man, watch my. My LeVar, he can dance, or he can run, he can jump. You perform for your pops, man. Yeah, it is yeah, the same yeah. thing, just on a higher standard right now. So you felt like you feel like that motivated you when your dad did right. that. So that, right. that motivated you. That's how we your brought sons. up okay. in the hood. It's just yep. performing, man. My son could do this, my son could do that. It ain't got nothing against nobody. A lot of people have said, including me, uh-huh. that like when you said LeVar's or Lonzo's gonna be better than Steph Curry, right. or is better. Right. Is better than right. Steph Curry right now. Did that put, man, when he goes into the league, he's going to have a target on his back. What do you think about that? What do you feel like about I that? Like I told people, I want that target on his back. He had it all his life. And everybody's like, oh, you're going to put an X on his back. Yeah. And that's when I told him, put two more so we can have tic-tac-toe. <laughs> now, the X is on the back. Here's the thing. Coming from South Central, this is an X on your back when you don't have that guy's money or you done beat up his brother or something. Mm. And they put an X on you in them streets. An uh, X on my son's back on a basketball court? God damn it, X the hell out of that boy. You know, <laughs> but nothing. anything worth taking and you want to be good, they coming after you. You don't think you're going to slide in the NBA and they don't want nothing? Just like they said, oh, oh, so you Alonzo Ball, the one LeVar been talking about, yeah, I want to. Basketball ain't one-on-one. It's five-on-five. And you, while you doing that, Lonzo going to be thinking his head. So you're the one they call Westbrook. You're the one they call LeBron. Yeah, dude, if you want to be the best player in the world, you got to go after those guys. So so is that why you picked – when you said he's better than Steph, is that why you picked Steph because he was a two-time MVP? No, I, I didn't why pick Steph. Him and, so they asked Everybody you. else picked Steph. Why? No, I mean, when you said he's going to be better than – or he's better than Steph, they asked why me. not Chris Paul, Westbrook, right. whoever, Damian Lillard? 
They're not gonna say Damian Lillard. All of them too dark. You got to find the light skinned ones to, to compare. To compare right? them. Yeah. Who, who does my middle shout look like? Oh my God! All those players. <laughs> he looks like Clay Thompson, and he shoots like him too. You know, it's just like okay, and it's like everybody's trying to compare them to somebody, but they mm-hmm. take a little bit of everybody's game, and, and and guess what? You can't compare them. They the new breeds, the ball boys. They different. They, they bring different, baby. New. It's new. Okay. So when you say he's better than Steph, I mean, what about Westbrook? What about, you know, Chris Paul, some of the other great players All in the league? All those guys, I don't know what they do when they work out, but I know what my boy does. That's why I say he's like that. Okay. It's not going to be an easy road when you're going on that next level. But here's the thing I do know. My son is willing to put in that work and fight to be that dude. Here's an example. We had an AAU. I made my own team for my boy. He, nobody yeah. ever heard of big ballers. But yeah. the fact that he was playing for us and we beating these teams up, guess what? Now you know about him. High school. Best player in high school. College. Not for everybody else, but he wants to be the best player in college. Mm-hmm. You think he's going to get to the league and be like, I made it to the NBA. I can be average now. It's going to be okay. <laughs> like I've always told him, man, you don't, you don't play nothing or do anything for the money. If you had a passion to do it and you happen to get paid, you've won in life. True. Like True. my passion is is, is is personal training, training guys to get better. That's so is that what you do for that's a living? That's what I do for a training? Living. Okay. Yes. I don't go nowhere. Everybody come to the house. <laughs> I ain't got to do nothing, man. Get up when I want. I'm having a good time. Like everybody's saying, oh, he's exploiting his kids and this and that. He's trying to get the money. No. How you exploit something that's yours? Those are my boys. I built them like that. So it ain't no exploitation, but I'm going to build a wealth around them mm-hmm. that not only on the court they're going to make history, but they're going to make it off. So this, when obviously it was huge news, he's better than Steph. Yes. Does, does Lonzo come to you and be like, does he ever be like, Dad, you say I'm better than Steph? Like, what you doing? Or did he just... First of all, he can't come to me and be asking me nothing like that. I didn't <laughs> raise that boy to be like that. Am I better than him? Then you better know you better than everybody until they beat you. Now, Steph's just got a name. I don't dislike him. I don't know. It's good that he won a couple of times. But if he didn't win anything, here's the thing. Here's something that's funny. When he did Adidas Nation, I told him that Lonzo was magic with a jump shot. Well, I don't know about that, LeVar. He's more like Kendall Marshall. Why? Because Kendall Marshall's a passer, light skin. What's Kendall Marshall <laughs> doing now? Now, you don't want to compare my boy to Kendall mm-hmm. Marshall. Now, if I was talking bad, say, oh, he's better than Kendall Marshall, nobody's going to say nothing. But you put the title behind Steph Curry of what he's done. He's done two years, MVP. You know, that's good. He has a little journey he has to take, and you're not going to realize how good he is until he finishes. Mm -hmm. And if he come up short, you're going to try to compare him to the next one. But everybody who comes in a league who's halfway decent, who you think can fly and change the game, who do you compare him to? Michael Jordan, the greatest ever. You ain't got to wait. I've been telling my boys, somebody got to be better than Jordan. Why not you since they was babies? Nobody thought nobody was going to be better than Dr. J. Until you get Michael and, and, and Magic and Bird, you're like, wow, I didn't know nobody could get better than him. Just like Jordan, nobody can think nobody can get better than him. Yep. The only reason LeBron ain't better than him because he ain't won enough championships in a row. He got to the dance so you, too many do times. Do you feel like LeBron's, I mean, in a vacuum, if you take away the championship, do you feel like LeBron's better Heck than Jordan? Yeah. He really, bigger, better than faster. Jordan. It's just Jordan, you, you win three in a row and you would never lose when you get to the yeah. finals. Yeah. That puts you on a pedestal that's very high. And unless LeBron wins, three or four more champions 
ships, he's going to come up short. But if he does, he got a bigger frame, mm. stronger, faster. I mean, he was athletic and stuff. It's just like who's ever the biggest and the strongest in their position is usually the best. Look at the point guards. The strongest one is, is uh, Westbrook. Yep, so he considered yep, yep. Just the stronger one. Yep. Just like LeBron. When, when the Shaq was back in his day, he was just stronger than everybody. Wilt, Majors, yep. he's stronger than everybody. Zoe coming into the league, look at this now. He'd be the biggest guard in the NBA. Think about yeah, he's it. Six, biggest five, PG. Six, he's 6'6". Six, six, six don't even know it. 6'7"? People don't even know Is he's 6'7". He six, seven? Seven. He's taller than me. I'm 6'6", six, six, but I'm a 6'6 six, six wide body. <laughs> so I look 6'4". Until you get up on it. Lonzo's growing. He's 19, man. Uh, my wife grew early. I grew late. After I got out of high school, I went from 6'3 to 6'6". Six, six. Oh, wow. Lonzo ain't even got his ball weight yet. He, ball, he ain't got his ball weight yet. He lightweight. He's 200 pounds. He a lightweight. All my family, 270, 300. <laughs> he Shoot. got some muscle coming. It's just like, I, like, I like, like Jello, he got his early. Yeah, he's big. He's 6'6", yeah. 240. He looked like and, a and football like, player. Yeah, of course. I look like a football. whole family looked like a football player. Shoot, now, now you look at LaMelo and uh, Alonzo, they built like their mom. Yeah, they got the long, yeah, slender yeah, frame. Yeah. But like I tell them in basketball, it's not about how bulky you look. It's how strong you are. Now, Alonzo... In high school, as a senior, average a triple-double. Yes. You look at his numbers for UCLA, 15.7 assists, six rebounds. Mm -hmm. Do you think he could average a triple-double in the NBA? We're seeing Westbrook do it. You think that's something he could do going forward? Uh, average a triple-double? Uh, yes. On the fact that the game is faster, he plays better fast. The game is longer. If you're in yeah, there, then, yep. the reason he can average a triple-double, because I've always told him, son, you're the only player that can never have a bad game. You can shoot two for 20, but you're going to have 14 assists, eight rebounds, 10 steals, eight blocks. Because of the it's way he the, plays. The way he plays, he plays like uh, Westbrook. What I mean by Westbrook is he would do whatever it takes to win. That boy coming 100, man, he's just by himself. And you can only hit the nitro button for mm -hmm. so long. Mm -hmm. And that's why he's going to get frustrated when he's losing because it's just him. But the fact that he plays the game at 100 miles an hour and wants to do everything, that's why he's averaging a triple-double without even knowing. He's just helping his team win. And that's why I think Lonzo can possibly do that on the fact that he's been brought up to do everything it takes to win. He just want to gobble up those Ws and get those those championships. Well, how did – because you look at most top point guards today, they score first. Yes. Lonzo is not like that. He's mm -hmm. like – you you compared him to Magic. That's right. what he plays like. How did you develop that in him, or how did he get that in today's era? Well, he's been doing that for us since he's been a baby. I've always had him on these raggedy teams to on get purpose. him ready on purpose since he was a baby. All these guys that were athletic and good, and they said, LeVar, we want to play on your team, man. We better than all those players you have. You look at our high school, Lonzo went undefeated with the two guard being his little brother who's 5'6", 120. His power forward was 6'4", Eli Scott, who was 6'4", 180. Trade him in for TJ, 6'10". Trade our eighth grade center, who was 6'7", at the time, for a 7-foot Welsh. You know, trade in a little bitty mellow for Bryce Alford. Mm -hmm. Trade in Jello for Hamilton, somebody who can run a little bit and shoot. I said, so you win with this team, man. Anybody can win with superstars, but can you? He made everybody on that high school team a D1 prospect. And if you look at what's going on with UCLA, they had these same players last year. But now everybody's good. Yep. Oh, Bryce can shoot the heck out of the ball. Oh, he's a shooter. <laughs> Hamilton's a scorer. Oh, nobody was talking about T.J. Leaf when he first came to UCLA. They was talking about the other boy, Jonah. 
Yeah. I know Jonah got to be hot right now. Like, God, what I do in Australia? I should have stayed that year, man. But that's what it's about. It's fun. Lonzo makes everybody else around him yeah, better. No question. So you said you want him to go to the Lakers. If he's on the Lakers next year, how good are they? Man, the Lakers would be superb, man. Because Lonzo will Playoffs. uplift them. Uh, yeah, I would have to say playoffs the first year. Because what, what would happen is, with, with the team that they have, Lonzo could let D'Angelo go right back to his two spot, mm-hmm. which is scoring the ball, what he did for Mount Verde and for Ohio. He wasn't designated yeah. point guard. He threw some nice passes. There wasn't no pressure on him to run no team. Just do what you do and you're good. Then he train change Brandon Ingram into a slasher where that boy can get on that wing and that ball at you early. You just playing one-on-one. And he'll make Randall, if he's still there, you make him a beast on the fact that, you know, if you outrun everybody, I'm going to throw you this ball, this long pass, five and six times in a row. Now you got this guy just attacking the basket, and then you have a running team. I feel like uh, Lonzo is the only one in the draft that can pretty much run what Luke Walton wants to do. Okay. Okay. And that's why I think it's a perfect fit. And I like the fact that Magic has just gotten there. Usually I'm a lucky guy. Everything kind of lines up. For me, I think, (laughs) as far as having a beautiful wife, three boys that can ball. They're not triplets. They all can get down. You know what I'm saying? When you said speak it, I think when you commented on speak it into existence. existence. What what do you you mean by that? If I keep talking about it, man, after a while, I start. I'll tell you something about my wife when I met her. I never knew her name. I seen her walking down the hallway, and I told her without even Asking, excuse me, what's your name? I said, girl, I don't know what me and you going to do, but we going to do something together. And it <laughs> and come up, been married. I didn't even know her. I transferred in from Washington State and came to Cal State LA. I said, that girl pretty. <laughs> Tall, too? Oh, yeah. I got to go holler at her. But here's the thing. I plant to see you going to think about it. Whether it be positive or negative, mm-hmm. you still thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So I keep saying, oh, he's going to be a Laker. I said, he's going to be a Laker when he's little. I said, man, you're going to take magic spot, man. And it's just so funny how things get to lining up. And then all of a sudden, when it happens, you be like, man, you clairvoyant. Mm, no, nah, man, I just, <laughs> I just talking into existence, man. Because this is what I feel, that whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do, I, I think you can, you can do it. Um, just like Nike say, just do it. Mm-hmm. And, and Under Armour, protect this house. For big baller brand, our word is built for this. Are you built for this? You can go so far, and then it starts getting hard, and then it's mm-hmm. easy to say, you know what, I, I don't want to do this, man. Now, Lonzo, from what I've seen, uh-huh. and I've never met him, but he he comes off as very humble, yes. quiet. I don't know if he's quiet, but, you know, he comes off kind of like that. And obviously, you're a much different personality. Are your personalities really that different? Like, how does he? how is he like that? And well, you just so- have to get him in the right scenario. You get him in PlayStation playing with his brothers, and you and see me all in him. I told you I can't be beat. I'm the baddest sucker on two feet. <laughs> oh, you out of here? He talk just like me. I tell him, ain't but two people better than me, and I'm both of them. <laughs> you know, so so it's it's like you get him yeah, in the right yeah, situation, yeah. which I call him camouflage on the fact that he plays hard as heck. But since his skin ain't dark, you don't feel he going grimy like ah doggy yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah. You look at Aaron Holiday, and you're like, Aaron Holiday goes at it. He fast. He just, but you look at Zoe. Come on. I said, Zoe, you go in here and you beat these guys. You underestimate I, I, They underestimate him all the time. He don't look menacing. His ears pop out. His eyes is light. He's like a pretty boy. So you don't think he's going to come like that. So what they label him with? Oh, he cool. He from the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lonzo. I, I think every player 
that plays basketball with that they play hard. It doesn't matter what coach you come from. Because Lonzo was trying to block your shot, beat your stuff up, dunk on you just as hard as the next guy. But if you come from Hollywood land, UCLA, mm-hmm. light skin, mm-hmm. oh, they cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Get them W's, man. Keep thinking that we cool. When we used to play in, in AAU, the first thing they look at is all oh, my boys is light skinned. So you look at them and they ain't got enough dark ones on that team to beat us until we press your ass the whole time and we running. Now, oh, they play like they from the city. <laughs> they ain't got no structure. They street ball. No. If you don't have no structure and you street ball, guess what? You better have a system. Mm-hmm. We have a system. Yes. Now, the way Chino Hills plays, which is similar to your AAU team plays, right? Pressing it's everything, it's trapping exactly everything. exactly the way they play. Okay. Why do you think we win it? That's a – that's – some people said there's cherry picking – Y'all shooting three. Y'all shoot a ton. Yes, shoot a yes. ton. Tell me about your system and how you how you came up with that. Cause that nobody hey, we, else is playing. Hey, hey man, we, me and my brothers was playing like that in the hood. But our age difference was so far apart that we never would be able to do this in high school or in a close environment. As far as playing for the same college team, we like yeah. five and seven years apart. Um, the pressing, the whole game. Usually when you're losing, guess what? You start pressing. Yeah. Uh, let's lose from the beginning and press the whole way. It's just like, man, if I was coaching in the NBA, you know what they say? Oh, don't press. Yeah, yeah, the guys are too good. Well, let them break it 20 times. Well, let's see what they do to the other 80. You're going to get tired. But nobody's ever going to try that because they like the guys are too good. And it's just like this. you got these teams that shoot 20 out of 30. It's a good percentage of shooting. We'll shoot 40 out of 100 and beat you by 20. <laughs> so I'm like this. Whoever gets the most shots – but to make it look like you're playing real basketball, pass the ball 10 times for a double screen for a guy to get the shot in the corner. How about we have him run to the corner early, throw that alone when he's wide open, go get ahead and shoot. Right away. Oh, no, they're playing too fast. If we cherry picking, whoever wrote in the rule book, don't, I love cherries. So you're going to let me cherry pick the whole game and whoop your tail? Hey, you the dumb one. You should be able to score easier four on five. You have five guys, so you should be able to score. That That's amazing. I mean, yeah. you're right. Like, I've never seen that. What? So when y'all started that, would teams not have somebody? You'd have one person down. I have two the of them leaked to the corners every single time because the two at the, the top, the majority of the time, you're never going to get a rebound. The three at the bottom going to get one. Now, every time we played, Lonzo was one of the taller guys. We had all these young guys. That's why he rebounds the ball so well as a guard because he's always he been stayed. down there as a youngster rebounding with the big guys, positioning your body. And that's like when UCLA plays now, you can play four guards if one of your guards can guard the four man. Lonzo can guard him. He don't look like he can, but he nifty with the ball. He get a lot of steals. Do you see people, you think people will start copying that style? They're going to try to copy it. I mean, you got to have the right personnel for it. I've always said this. Sometimes less coaching is the best coaching. <laughs> Figure that one out. A lot of people got their pride. What happens is, uh, Alfred is doing so good this year on the fact that he believes in my son. And when you have special players, let them do what they do and just have mm-hmm. confidence in them. How do you coach a Magic? How do you coach a Jordan? Hey, come here and run this play for me. These guys are special. It's just like in high school when I tell people, it's going to be hard for somebody to beat us because we're the only ones in a horse race without a jockey or a harness. Mm. But we winning. They and just – nope, not many plays. Not many. What, they just what play? So how can you – how can you scout us if we're not running no play? What play are we running? We're just going to get more shots than you. We're going to attack you more, and we're going to double-team a lot of things, which is a lot of gambling. That allows us for you not to run. You can't run no plays. 
Because you used to look into your coach, find out what play we're going to run. But by the time you looked at him, we done stole the ball. And by the time we score, we done threw it to the other end. So guess what? You're going to have two words to say every time when you're coaching against the ball, boys. Time out and get back. That's all you're going to say. Time out, get back. And when you call time out, you know what you're going to tell your players? You got to get back. Okay. But we too tired because they done did this 100 times. Maybe y'all wear teams down. Yeah, we're going to wear you, you down. And here's what I tell them where they have a hard time beating them. If we're down by 20 and we're still pressing and we're down by 20, guess what? We're going to play the same way. they out of bullets now. We didn't shot our worst half. Now we're going to shoot our best just because the percentage is going to catch up. We done missed, missed 50 shots. Now we're going to make 50. Mm-hmm. Or if we in front of you the first half by 20, you'll never catch us because we're not going to slow down. You, you kind of remind me, and I obviously say this with all due respect, like a Muhammad Ali, hmm. the way he talked when he was Cassius Clay, you know what I mean? Well, and he, do you, is was he a hero? I'm sure he was a you, hero. He's everybody's you know hero. what? Um, I liked him doing his thing where he can call it in the rain. He was just fancy yeah. and did the things his way. Like you're trying to interview a guy who says, you, you really can't ask me a question. You just got to listen to what I'm saying. Just like he was, I'm pretty, I'm this. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't think he all that? He don't say nothing to you, then what? It's just like, I love the fact that, that everybody says, oh, LeVar talks too much. LeVar's doing this. You worried about what I'm saying. I can't get a foul. I can't foul nobody. I can't, I'm not out there shooting. I'm not doing nothing on that court. You worried about what I'm saying? Who cares? But it's, it's, it's good because how you fill stadiums and you get curiosity of what's going on. I understand 50% of the people probably going to be like, LeVar's cool. And the other 50% going to be like, man, I hate that M.A., yeah, man. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. just too cocky for me, man. You ought to be a little more humble. No, you be humble because you got things to do. Leave me alone. <laughs> hey, don't even feel me. Don't say nothing to me. Then you worry about what's going on. But I say stuff that come right out of my mind and what I feel. You know, just like certain people say, well, LeVar has to be uh, careful of what he's saying. No, you have to be careful if you work for somebody. I ain't got nothing to lose. I can say what I want. I do my own thing. And that's where the big baller brand comes in. Well, go ahead. I hey, like the shirt. Hey. So are you going to not go with a Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, anything with Lonzo? You, hey, those guys you can think- co-brand. And just like uh, some people get mad. Say, oh, are you comparing your band, brand to uh, uh, Jordan? Whoa. whoa. Who else I'm going to compare to? Well, Jordan, the only with a brand. Well, well the LeBron, all these guys co-brand. LeBron, yeah. no, Kobe, no, no. With Nike. Check this out. Nike gave them. They, they can't take that brand with them. You can't take so the king you, sign. You, you, you keep you triple big bigs, baller. I can take big baller with me anytime I feel like it. If LeBron or Kobe leave Nike, I bet you don't leave and make your own Mamba sign. They say <laughs> leave that sign there. That's ours that we created for you. That's what people don't get. LeBron brand, they co-brand. That's the brand Nike made for them. Ain't nobody made these triple Bs for me but me. And here's so the thing. you want to go with one of those brands, but keep keep it big baller. Oh, it's gonna be kept big baller. It's gonna be kept big baller. If they don't want to run with it, there's a price for everybody. Like I said, the price for me to be happy. Like I said, you see these three Bs on the hat, it's gonna cost you one. And people can <laughs> laugh and be like, oh, I don't know. No, I'm not. here's the thing: if you know what you're worth, your brand is worth then you can get there. I'm not asking for a billion dollars because I have to. I'm asking for a billion dollars because I can. You asking for a billion? Hey, that's where it's at. If you want to come with us, give me a billion. And then it ain't got to be all, you can't even spend all that money. 
give me a hundred million for ten years. I'm good. I'll make it work. Yeah. You know, but people don't think like that. But a brand is one of the highest things you can you can create. And what I mean by Lonzo being the first one drafted with a brand is everybody else that gets drafted, Nike, Adidas, everybody scoops them up for a couple of mil here mm-hmm. or there, and they think that's something. I'm not needy like that. So if you if you if you go if you stay with Big Baller, or yes. that's your brand. Uh-huh. Y'all making sneakers? I mean, what do you think we ain't? I, hey, yes, we making sneakers. sneakers. All right, all it's right. a sneaker command. We're not only so going to change the stuff on the court, we're going to change it off. And you, people are like, what do you mean? Oh, you'll see when it happens. It's going to set a ripple effect with folks. By the draft? Like, hey. Is all that pl- going to be in place by the draft? You think it wouldn't? I ain't just out here talking. <laughs> people just think I'm out here. Just, oh, no, 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 no. no, there's a plan. All but right. you don't have to know it. But you'll see it when it happens. And then the haters going to be like, oh, man, the brand. Who ca- if you have your own brand, that's one of the biggest things. That's ownership. I don't even care. If it's worth a million dollars or ten million dollars or a hundred million, it's mine. It's our family brand. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you, I mean, look, you've obviously done a great job with your sons. When did you decide that you wanted, or did you decide I want to make them great basketball players? Did they come to you say, Dad, we want to play ball? Why not football, which you played some of? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know how what? did that? I put my boys in in all the sports as far as baseball. Lonzo said, if you ain't hitting the pitch in this a raggedy sport. Okay. Uh, football. I put him in flag football. Uh, in flag football, you can be eight or nine and playing against guys 11 or 12. Because if you're smarter than them and got better skills and a little faster, mm-hmm. guess what? You're cool. So you get into tackle where some people put their kids in tackle at, you know, Pop Warner six or seven. You got these little kids landing on you. You, 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 don't, you get hurt. If one kid land on you, he 40 pounds, land on another 40-pound kid, you're cool. But what about when the other four that's 40 pounds land on them? Now you've got, you've got 160 pounds yeah. on this little kid. Okay, say he gets hurt in football playing physically. When he's trying to mend something, it's going to be hard to mend on the fact that your body is still growing as you're trying to mend this, this, this injury mm-hmm. so you don't come out too good. The boys took a passion to basketball, to basketball where they wake up. What I mean by a passion – you go to sleep thinking about it, and you wake up thinking about it. That's a passion for something. And everybody, okay. oh, you gonna burn them out of all. I let them choose their own way. Whatever my boys wanted to do, as a parent, you want to kind of guide them into that direction that they want to okay. go in. And where here comes the thing too, not to get off the subject, but people will say, "Oh, Lavar, do you push your boys?" I never push them. I lead them. If I gotta push them, that's resistance. Okay. I'm not having no resistance. Either you want to do it or you don't. I tell them before day one. You know, you got a better chance of winning the lottery, son. Then playing where You've a told sport, them that. I've told okay. them that since they was little. Okay. But if you're going to go for it, the hardest thing to do is not to work out when you have to. The hardest thing to do is work out when you don't want to. Can you work out then? And my boys, like I said, they can play hurt. They can play tired. They love the game. They have a passion for it. They can play at 2 o'clock or 1 o'clock in the morning. You, you a personal trainer. How much, What? when did you start working them out? And what, did you do any a lot of unusual things to get them to this level? I, I, I didn't do no unusual things. I had, when my boys were like two, three years old, I didn't have no furniture in the living and dining room. I had them jumping off a table onto a mat to see if they can land on their feet. And then I had them jumping off the stairs. One, a stair here, whoever get the highest and jump. I had like the ghetto Olympics. You know? <laughs> and, it, and it was fun to them where I would say who could hang on the bar the longest. 
Now, you're spending time with your dad every day doing this, and it's not work. It's fun to you, like brushing your teeth. That's why when people say, you've been working them out and doing this extensive training, if you know this is going to help you and make you better than most people, guess what? You're going to do it on your own. I'm going to be there to sit there and guide you and watch you. Now, when I'm watching my boys do pull-ups, as you can tell how I am, I can get them hyped up. I'll be like, man, you going to let Jello do more than you, so? Mm-hmm. Oh, he can't do more than me. <laughs> Mel, I do more than both of y'all. Then he fall. I told you couldn't beat him. Oh, let's do the next one. So you're spending time with, with each other. It's a family thing. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, damn, we got to go run the hills again. We got to shoot. I put them on the shooting machines. First one to make 50. Man, first one to make 50 and you play 10 games. First one Whoever wins gets a point, not a three boys. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes almost 15 games for somebody to get five. You don't even realize how long you're out there. But it's so fun trying to say, ah, I got more victories than yeah. you. I got more. Yeah. And guess what? After it's all said and done, time to eat, boys. Let's go in here and talk. And then people in there bragging, I'll beat him. I'll beat him tomorrow. Though. And it gets fun. Just like somebody asked me the other day. They said, do you think you're the America's first basketball family? I said, heck yeah. We the first America's basketball family. First of all, now you smiling because you want to figure how. They no, had no, a lot I, of brothers, I hate to keep homies. bringing up this name. Like yes. the Curries, the they Curry's. got two in the NBA. Okay. The dad was in the NBA. Okay. Let, me, let me tell you. Let me, let me get, break it down to you, big ball <laughs> rise. Check it out. All my boys play basketball. They don't do no other sports. Ain't no other siblings do like baseball and softball. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Steph Curry's mom played basketball. I don't think she did. Exactly. My wife played basketball. But the dad made the NBA. Oh, hold on. I ain't done. (laughs) I played basketball. I'm talking about a basketball family. So when me and my wife played basketball, all my boys played basketball, and the last name is Ball, who the first America's (laughs) basketball family? I'm done. Holla at your boy. That's a little nice wordplay. That's some nice wordplay right there. All the way through with it. That's some nice wordplay. Um, we were talking er- earlier uh, when you first came in about your boys grew up in Chino Hills. Yes. That's a, a yes, nice suburb. born and raised in Chino Hills. You from the hood in South Central. Yes. How did you get or do they have that toughness? You know, you always want your kids uh, to you have know that what? toughness. I, I, used to, I used to take them the down hood. there to L.A. South Central. I can tell you about it. I don't need you to live in it, but I can tell you about it so you can understand where my boys have um, understand to deal with my wife is Caucasian, and I'm black, so you can deal mm-hmm. with both sides. Mm-hmm. Nobody don't know where you're at. They say, man, is he black? Is he white? <laughs> but Lonzo can hang with the 4.0 student. So they dig the good class. students? Yes. Okay. They can talk and mingle with somebody who's introverted and real quiet, and they can hang with the toughest, baddest athlete and be comfortable on both ways. Like when I used to take them to the hood, they'd see guys – like laying under trees and stuff, and that they was. I taught my boys when I used to let them lay under trees. We was taking a nap in the hills. We didn't have to be out there. It was like it's sunny out here in the tree in the shade. It's beautiful. So they saw the same thing and thought it was. I was like, nah, those guys don't have nowhere to live, son. That's why they under that tree. Whoa! You can't just take off your jersey and throw it to the side. They gonna steal it. It's gonna be gone. You go to Chino Hills, you leave it down there, they call you. You know, you got your phone and your basket and everything's down here. You can come get it or stay there for two or three days. You'll be like, I'll pick it up next week and still be there. Ain't the same down there in the hood. So yeah. I tell them these things and don't take things for granted. They saw some guy one time, some kids was playing basketball in the middle of the street. And all they had a goal holding it with their hand. And they just moving it to the side when the cars go by. 
And I'm like, Lonzo, how could you not be the best if you got lights in the backyard, shooting machines, you can go out there and shoot anytime you want? These guys is making it time to shoot. And like I was telling them, the players that got that edge to them, people talk about the pressure. You're going to put pressure on a kid, which is normal, when he has all this talent. Let's say I got a family and we stay in the hood and there's 10 of us in the apartment. Mm -hmm. You you give me $10,000 now, I'm gone. So I'm going to take that money and run with it and be like, thank you. If you don't need nothing, it's up to you to get that good. You got to push yourself so whatever people say around you ain't got nothing to do with what you're doing. Are you... Sometimes NBA teams, they don't want the father to be that aggressive and involved. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Do you have you heard things like some teams getting turned off by how much you talk or how much control you have over the situation? Or Well, the, the control of the situation, here's the thing. They didn't interview KD's dad. They didn't interview LeBron's dad, D. Wade's dad, Derrick Rose's dad. Now you got a father who's been there because you yeah, used to, yeah. hey, my baby's good. All you got to do is be comfortable with the mom yeah. and do what they want with their son. I'm not going to bag up. I've been in my son's life all this time. And you talk about vices. If NBA teams don't get my boy on what I'm saying, he don't need to be there anyway. Because ain't no, I'm not on the court doing it. Yeah. So if you're worried about what I'm saying and talking about I'm controlling and I'm bad, all I'm doing is talking. Now, if I had an alcohol problem or I'm beating up folks with other different vices, it is other fathers doing that. And all I'm yeah, doing is yeah. talking. You think I'm bad and crazy? <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, people say I'm crazy. I say my boys are crazy. Mellow crazy. Lonzo crazy. Ted, they mama crazy. <laughs> but that ain't nothing new to y'all say, but we crazy. Okay, now we know. Now what? Nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, you just got to be comfortable with what you are, with your family, and who you are. Now, from from what I see when I look at them play, and I obviously haven't seen as much of your high school boys, uh-huh. um, the style of play look very different. Is that is that fair to say that all three of them play different, differently? All, all three of them play differently for okay. sure. Man, that Lon- Lonzo, Lonzo is the uh, when you're the head, when you're the first son, you're usually going to be the the point guard on the fact that you got to control everything. Lonzo, I say, can't play the two. The reason he can't play the two because he's trying to get too many people involved. So okay. if you're passing the ball quick, he should be shooting it. But he's thinking, like, if that dude cut and he turned his head, I'm going to throw it. That's mm-hmm. too long. Mm-hmm. Jello is the pure score. That's the middle one. But he's the strongest. So anytime you need something, hey, I don't want to waste all my energy. I'm the guard. I got to handle all this. Jello, you handle him for me. So that's why he's so strong. He's a shooter. Mm-hmm. If you pass that ball around and you're trying to stall and he opening that corner, don't pass it to him because he's going to shoot. And he's going to take the criticism like, well, he didn't need that shot. Or he's going to be like, man, you got big balls to do that. <laughs> and then you have Melo, who learns from both of his brothers. So he's a hybrid. Okay. He can score anytime he wants. Now, from the point guard spot, he's more like, you know I can kill you. Let's see if all y'all can stop me. Everybody else turned into rebounders today. And that's how you get that high score of the 70s and 92s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he also can distribute the ball like Lonzo okay. with, a, with a different flair. And you get that different flair because when you're little, guess what? The floaters and Melo had more experience. What I mean by that, the people that Lonzo played against when he was 11 was not the people that Melo played against when he was 11. Mello he was, was playing against 17. Melo was playing 17, 18-year-olds at 11. Lonzo was 11 playing against like the 14, 15. So you get it. And then we wasn't high in the AAU brackets like that. Yeah, it was yeah. just the local stuff around the neighborhood that was old. It's like we, little high school teams around these little gyms. It's just like 
all the little gyms we would come to, they would always say, man, here come the ball brothers. But ain't no cameras. It's just a local neighborhood gym that mm. they fill up. And even uh, my wife, she works at a middle school. We used to go down there on our off days with the boys when they were like, Miller was like five, Alonzo was eight, and Jello was seven. Okay. We'd go down there, she's at a middle school. And they were like, oh, Miss Ball, those are your boys. And then we would place their best eighth grade team on the court. And we was killing them. And, and you know, Melo make a basket, yeah, little as yeah, he is. Yeah. It ain't the same. It's like, yeah, oh, he made crazy. it. I didn't know he could yeah, throw it up yeah, that yeah. high. So after we finished playing, the kids already, like, they're going to be so good. And they wanted their autographs, so they just crowded them. Melo couldn't even really write. He was just putting the X on people's backpacks. <laughs> so they was doing that a long time. But now you catch all this stuff on film and on TV. And it's just like I tell people. They say, how do you feel about this, LeVar? The same I've always been feeling. It's enjoying to sit and watch my boys play. Well, I was going to ask you that. Like, I mean, they're, obviously Lonzo's in the spotlight, but LaMelo is now getting tons of, you know, attention. Here's the he, thing. They, he got 500,000 Instagram followers or something no, like that. No, a million. A million now? Him? 15 just years by himself? old. Yes. How do you try to... Or do you try to keep them humble, try to keep them grounded with all this, or do you even worry about that? I don't that? even worry about that because I know who they are. I know how they're going to put their work in, and I know how they like dealing with people. I've always told them to treat this this, this basketball as a passion for it and entertainment. So if you treat it as entertainment, the pressure doesn't sit on your shoulders. It's just more people coming to the show. Okay. If you go to the theater and you got 10 people in the theater, you're like, ah, the movie must be kind of whack. And then you got the one where you can't find a seat. That's a good movie. Yeah. So what people don't understand, talking about pressure, it's not pressure for my boys to play the game of basketball. The bigger the lights, the better they play because they feel the more people are coming to the movie. So they just want to entertain. They just want to entertain. Well, and, speaking of when LaMelo, of course, pointed at half yes. court. Now, I had coaches coming up yeah. that would have yanked me, even if I made it like uh-huh, he did, Right. that would have yanked me for, you know, Bad sportsmanship, being cocky, taking a bad shot, whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. What, what, obviously, you didn't have a problem with it. Talk about that. Uh, I got a bunch of video. Mellow shooting from half court in games since he was a baby. And they happened to catch this one doing that, and the coaches say, I'm going to put him. Why? The name of the game is put the ball in the hole. I seen dudes miss wide open layups. So missing a wide open layup and missing a half court shot is the same thing to him. Mellow, like I said, treats this with entertainment. Like, people say, oh, they don't play defense. Ah, well, that's the negative part to make you think about the team. Like I was telling uh, a couple of guys before, I don't know anybody who's ever said, hey, Chris, I want you to come check this kid out, man. He is the best defensive stopper I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. And you're like, what? Well, you want to see somebody put that ball in the hole because that's the entertaining part of it. That's why the game gets faster for more shots. That's entertaining to Melo. That's a normal shot. My boys is letting you know we can shoot from anywhere on that court. Man, we used to start off at uh, uh, in high school on a tip ball, mm-hmm. and Jello is the score. I said, Jello, wherever that ball's tipped and you catch it, you shoot it. He'd catch it in the corner for half court and shoot it. If right he away. if if he make it, guess what? Oh, they ready. They, yeah, if yeah, he yeah. miss, they'll shoot from anywhere. So they so they it confused. sets the stage like here we come. Do you think he, uh, LeAngelo? Oh, LeAngelo. Jello. We just call him Jello. Jello. Yeah. Didn't make McDonald's All American. What is he averaging? 38 points. Yes. Obviously a great team. You think there was any backlash 
that you know that Jordan brand. I don't think he played in that game. Okay. You think there was any backlash of well Jordan oh, game? He wasn't going to play. They talking too much, or you know what I mean? Any, None of my boys will make Jordan. Jordan brand. I won't let him play in that. You won't let him play. I won't let him play. Why not? You second guess Lonzo and talking about you going to add him to the team. You don't add no ball boy. You better pick from day one. The USA, the little USA thing they got for the yeah, high yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. Jello, they already know. They sending me letters right now. Oh, we want Melo. You're not going to get him. You didn't take Lonzo. People mm. say, oh, only reason the other two ball boys are going to UCLA. Guess what? You damn right, because I told him. <laughs> if you get Lonzo, don't think I'm going to send one this way, one that way. If you get one, you're getting all three of them. So however you want to take it, that's good. Long as we there. Long as we there. So Jello not making the McDonald's All American, that's that's nothing to him. If Melo makes it or whatever, that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal. Cause everybody has an opinion. And like I said, if they don't think he's that guy, that's fine. Don't let it stop you doing from what you're doing. Cause I don't know, averaging thirty-eight, you're the only three star in the world that's average. I mean that's <laughs> got 50, 60, and 70. You're the only two guard that's 6'6", 240. But your game is not exciting because you're not dunking on everybody. But it's effective. You got jump hooks. You can play with your back to the basket. And you can shoot the three-pointer and make free throws. long as you don't look at Jello as Lonzo, so you see how special Jello is, and the perfect time to come in. All the scores, everybody who can put the ball in the hole is gone. So all these high-ranking guys coming ranked higher than Jello. Mm-hmm. I mean, a damn thing. You got to practice. And when he light them up, that coach going to be like, hey, he might bring back that 20-plus, 25, 28 points a game score. You see, So next year you see him going right into the I NCAA see him going and up. lighting it up. You, is You think he's one and done? No, I don't think he's one and done. Okay. I know he's one and done. <laughs> All my boys are one they and all done. All one and done. You don't think they're going to chase Lonzo? If Lonzo could do it in one year, God dang it, Daddy, I can do the same thing. I do the same thing, but my way. Their thing is to get to the league as quick as possible, not for the money, for the competition. They love it. And if you want to be the best player, you've got to get on that stage. Now, you didn't have them playing the national AAU circuit. No. So were they not facing as good a competition in the summers and stuff as like a lot of these kids? Uh, How you get them to that level when they, if that's the case, if they didn't face uh, those great players? I tell them basketball is basketball. And we're not even playing against the other team. We're trying to get 100 points or more. So we're working on our skill level. And as you can tell, let's say you play on a super team. You play against super talent, okay? Uh, the fact that my boys are playing up. So here's a, here's a scenario. Uh, take the best 12U team, 12U team, sixth graders. Let them play against the sorriest high school team. You got to deal with guys 17, 18 with no talent, mm-hmm. but they faster and stronger. Mm-hmm. So if you're dealing with them, you're playing a better brand of basketball. Check this out. My AU, my boys are playing. I never took them out. I never took them out for a sub. So they playing the whole game, sometimes three and four games a day. And guess what? We pressing and playing the same way the whole time. And they, so they playing older that. kids. Might older not be kids, as good, yes. but they older. They older, even if they're good. But guess what? They're still good. We're playing in the same tournaments. Because mm-hmm. when you have these tournaments down in L.A., Anaheim, you don't think the people that's from Alabama and New Mexico don't want to come to Anaheim where we at for Disneyland and to play? Mm-hmm. They're going to come here eventually. If you're that good, 
they will find you if you're that guy. I've seen people say, I think when they lost to, when Chino Hills lost to Modern Day in yes. the playoffs, uh, LaMelo took, what, like 28 threes or I don't know uh, how many yeah. shots total. 30 shots. 30 shots. Leandro, 30 Leandro shots. Took, uh, Jello took 30. And there, everybody else was like four shots, six shots. Oh, yeah. Do you, how do you, do the players get upset with that discrepancy? The other players, the role players, hey, or how do you? If, if anybody you know, mad, leave. You ain't gonna do that. You getting all this buzz so they playing know. with the ball. Hey, here's the thing. My boys have been doing this all year, taking all these shots. But you know when the people look at it, when we lose, mm -hmm. he scored 92 points and took 60 shots on his own. And they worried about 30. We only took half of what we did last time. So what you talking about? But the fact you lose now, guess what? The ball boys shot us out. But we're supposed to take the most shots. What do the other players say? Some of them are D1, right? Hey. Or getting that type that's, of attention? That's, everybody that's starting is D1. Okay. Okay. Um, they cool with that. But like, like I said, how are you going to take more shots than my boys if you don't put in more work? If you're shooting... 50 shots a day, and my son is shooting 500 shots a day, seven days a week, and that gives us 3,500 shots. I think our percentage of that ball going in is going to be better than yours, doing 50 a day for seven, 350. So that allows so it. Now, you, you want to shoot that, that, that much? Come out here and work some more. Then you can get the <laughs> same shots. But if you don't feel like working like that, hey, get what you get. But in order for us to win, you have to have your best shooters taking the most shots. You don't be like, oh, I shot because I was open. Yeah, you open for a reason. They know you're not going to shoot it. <laughs> My boy's going to take them shots, man. If they open, they go in or out. It's not a big deal. The object of the game is to put it, the ball you in the You don't care hole. about shooting percentages. I don't care about shooting percentages. Check this out. I'll give you a scenario, man. Would you rather have a guy go six for six every game from three-point line and they don't never win? And then you got a kid who goes two for 20, but he keeps making the game winners? Oh, who's the better win. shooter? You want to win. Larry Bird, Reggie Miller, a good shooter is a guy who makes shots at a particular moment. Because if you're making all these shots and you ain't winning, nobody's coming to the game, who cares? But if you keep seeing this one guy make that major shot, like LeBert, Bird has made some big shots yeah, yeah. In, the, in the playoffs. In the, but if you're never making the playoffs, who cares? Reggie Miller make big-time shots. You can watch Zoe. When I put in my boy's head, your percentage will catch up with you. I'd rather you go. Don't go 10 for 10 and then go 0 for 5. I'd rather you go 0 for 20 and then 2 for 3 mm. at the second half. The first half don't count. <laughs> first half don't count. Whether you up or down, you it sound like count. Skip Bayless now. Oh, shit. <laughs> Nowadays, we're seeing a lot of, like LeBron's son, LeBron right, Jr., right, right. who's playing great. Um, obviously, the Currys. <clears throat> You're seeing NBA players whose sons are coming up. And looking like they're going to be NBA players. Well, here, here's out? the thing. you got to play the, the odds and the percentages. There have been a lot of great players. And all their sons are whack. Kareem got a son. I don't know. Magic Jordan got some son sons. Make it. Yeah. Uh, Jordan got sons. You know. Shaq got sons. His but son's pretty good, too. His son is all right. <laughs> got to play with his back to the basket. But no. Because people expect him to be as powerful as Shaq. And he's skilled. Shaq was skilled. But it's, Shaq don't want to put that pressure on him by saying you're just a player like me. I want you to be able to shoot, dribble, mm. shoot free throws. So you don't have that pressure of trying to live up to your dads. 
the monsters in the NBA, their dads wasn't that good. They were okay. They was players. But the fact that Dale Curry wasn't no all-star every day, you know, yeah. he wasn't cold. He could shoot the ball. Yeah. But now, come on, little Steph, come in the gym with us all the time so you get a, get a feel of this. Matter of fact, play with some of these guys while you're little. <laughs> Kobe Bryant, his dad wasn't all that. That's why he's such a monster. So you look at it, you got LeBron. You got LeBron. It's going to be very hard for his kids to, because they're not going to look at him as LeBron's kids. They're going to be like, you better be just like your dad. And then after a while, that pressure starts sitting on you because it's like, wow, why I got to be like him? Why can't it just be me? And then they'd be like, oh, you're soft. You're not that good because the expectation is very, very high. My boys are good, great. But let's say I really excelled in football and made millions and millions of dollars. Do I spend that time with them now? No. I got the off season. I got to worry about myself. Now I just buy you everything. Now I get you a trainer and hope you turn out to be okay. Where the fact that I wasn't all that allows me to spend all that time and make my boys all that. <laughs> Think about it. Anybody who already had that expectation, a lot of their fathers don't want to put all that weight on them because people don't look at them as, as what they were. And it's kind of hard. Just like uh, I have to give you something. Lonzo going to do his thing. And I hope the next guy comes in there and does all right. But it's going to be very difficult. Because when you set the stage so high. You're talking about the next guy at UCLA. I'm talking about the next PG at UCLA. And things on, if you get used to this high expectation of playing and a brand of basketball, and it's not the same. Or they jump on you real quick. Well, you predicted in November UCLA is going to win the national championship. Yes. Do you ever worry when you make all the predictions you've made right. that if it doesn't happen, then what? What if UCLA doesn't win the national championship? Do you ever you, you, think you, about that? When you... Guess what? If, if they don't win the championship, you know what's going to happen? Nothing. I'm going to go take a nap, eat me some donuts, and I'm going to be cool. And there's going to be some <laughs> little suckers walking around talking about, I told you, Solovar, and. Yeah. That's how you look at it, yeah. I look at it like that. That's the big deal. I have. Here's the thing, and my son understands that, and I told Alfred this from day one. My son ain't coming here to save no jobs. He's coming here to go for that flag. To go for that flag. I need you guys on the same wavelength that I'm on. Saying, no, we're going for the championship. I'm not just having my boy go to UCLA and say, hey, he's at UCLA, I love it. No, we're going for that championship. So when I talk the way I do, yeah. Steve and them been knowing me for a while. They say, man, that's, I'm not going to tell them to tell That's LeVar. I know what he is. He's been like that ever since I've known him. But why wouldn't he want the best? Why would my boy go for the championship? And I've had him play on all these bad teams. And I'm like, the team you got, you got shooters, and you can bring mm -hmm. that chemistry together. Now folks, who are the Final Four? I told y'all that you thought I was playing. <laughs> it's just real deal. Because my boy, I know what he's about. We're going to get that championship. Well, look, man, you have been great. Hey, thank you. I really appreciate the Chris, time. Chris, I'm telling you, man. I, I'm really watching this. I, I'm, yes. I'm excited to yes. see how, how man. your boys turn I, out. I, I, I get it, man. And like a lot of my dudes was like, Hey, LeVar, you know what Chris said? Man, that's what Chris does. He commentates and analyzes things. So you can't knock a guy from either going this way or that way yeah, yeah, until yeah, you yeah. get to know a guy. And, you know, sometimes you hear that and it takes you to be like, well, you know what, that dude all right. Because what they do is they look at me and they say, wow, he big, he bald-headed, he look crazy, he ready to tear something <laughs> up. But when I'm taking pictures with kids, they think it's like, oh, he trying to make some money. No, I love them folks. You can come up and I got time, I'm going to take a photo with you.
Yep. It's no big yep. deal. And they expect something totally different coming from me. <laughs> That's right. You know? That's right. Yeah. Well, it's all love, my hey, man. Hey, man, I appreciate it, Chris. I appreciate it very thank much, you. man. No, thank you. Thank you.